Well, I'm excited to welcome David Collum to the Convene Studios, except the Convene Studios are our houses today because of this thing that's happening in 2020 called COVID-19. David has a passion to see people meet Jesus and get to know God. David, your background is fascinating. Mechanical engineering undergrad, MBA, and diploma in Anglican studies, worked in corporate America, led the organization that cared for nuclear power plants on the nation's nuclear submarine fleet, and worked as a pastor in New York for 12 years. Welcome to the Convene podcast. Hey, Greg, it's great to be here. And as you kind of give that thumbnail sketch, people are probably thinking, man, the guy's confused. He's still trying to figure out what he's doing with his life. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for those of you listening who aren't familiar with Convene, Convene's a comprehensive leadership organization that helps leaders grow their business and themselves. We serve Christian leaders from Rwanda to the United States, and we have a nationwide network of consultants, coaches, and in-person peer-to-peer groups. David, um, Pocket Testament League is great at championing using God's word to read, carry, share. I'm not sure you still use that tagline, but the good news because of Pocket Testament League has been shared 150 million times. I think there's a problem though, not with you guys, but with the culture. I think a lot of business leaders that we're talking to that are Christians, they do read God's word, but they certainly don't know what we're talking about when we say carry it and share it. So you've really provided a way for people to take their love of God, their personal faith with God, their personal reading of God's word and actually tangibilize it. Can you tell us what that was all about? Yeah, thank you. So um, yeah, we do have this little kind of line that we use called read, carry, share. But if I, if I unpack that a little bit, so, you know, our pastors tell us we're supposed to read God's word every day and, and lots of convened members are reading God's word every day. So we want people to do that. Little tidbit, if you read the Bible four or more times a week, you're 200% more likely to share your faith. So I'm on with you, Greg, right? You, you're facilitating businesses about how to grow their businesses and be great. If you told the business leader, hey, this one thing yields a 200% increase in the outcome, like we'd probably focus on that. So we, we focus on, on getting people to read. The carry bit is somebody takes a pocket-sized gospel of John. Hey, I've got a convene one right here. Hey. There you go. And I, uh, I, love, I have to say, I love that tagline. The most important CEO in the universe would like a word with you. And we have to thank our board member, Dean Del Sesto, uh, for that. But continue. Yeah. So, uh, so typically, the carry part is you just kind of, you know, when you're, when you're taking your keys or going out to work, uh, pick this up. And you just really say a, a very short prayer, Lord, just show me who you would like me to give this to today. And, you know, do that every day, you know, day in and day out. And guess what? God actually answers that prayer. And we invite people to just share a gospel with someone no arguments. Uh, and again, I, this may sound a little, a little sarcastic, but it's like if, if the God of the universe is who we say he is, he, he's pretty big. He can handle a lot of things. And if he says, could you just leave with somebody a gospel of John and I'll take it from there, uh, he actually does. And we get thousands of stories. And so we call that read, carry, share. That's, it's, you know, it's uh, today, as we're recording this, Greg, they're laying Ravi Zacharias to rest, right? I mean, I just, the guy shaped my life, uh, letting me know that I could be somebody who still had a brain and actually believed in Jesus. And oh my so, gosh, yes. Right. So a lot of us think that's what we have to do, right? I, I can't be Robbie. I can't be Billy. I can't be one of these people that we've looked up to. And we're not supposed to. But we are supposed to uh, just 
be obedient, which is like, go, go and make disciples, invite people to meet Jesus. And so it really is a ministry of invitation. Um, and the cool thing is that business leaders are so uniquely positioned to do that in a myriad of ways. They, re they really, really are. Uh, the first yeah. thing that I, yeah, the first, so I came to faith when I was 30 years old and an employee led me to faith in an airport in Pittsburgh. Wow. So I was having a life crisis and I turned to somebody who had credibility with me and it was a person in the workplace who was excellent, same age, same number of kids. Yeah. Worked in the same place. He was, he was my employee. The only difference was he had a pretty difficult guy as a boss and, yeah. uh, and he led me to faith. And I, I've always remembered that for years, long before I, I met, you know, you guys at convene in terms of interesting place to turn, right? I turned to somebody who had credibility, credibility yeah. in the way, in the way he did life. So I love the fact that there's convene businesses that want to, uh, you know, use gospels of John. Some just use, we have all sorts of covers. Some just use covers that we have. Some actually co-brand it and get creative people like you did to put a catchy phrase on there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's so talk, let's talk about that. Business leaders, as you've alluded to, often don't think they can talk about their faith at the company they lead. They're kind of like, uh, I, was I was talking to uh, somebody on this podcast the other day about this, uh, John Stone Street. And it's the whole idea that, um, gosh, if we really believe that truth is truth with a capital T, mm. and we really believe, as Oz Guinness said, that the culture is on the downward slide, Oz uh, Guinness recently said, America is facing its greatest crisis since the Civil War. If that's all true, business leaders need a tool to help them um, make the gospel something they can talk about. And this is definitely a tool. It, it's a great tool that I think can alleviate fears, but how does Pocket Testament League uh, get my company, whatever my company might be, to get a cover that I would like, that I would feel comfortable sharing. Talk about that because there's some fun stories around that. There are. So there's just two things that I would kind of say about that kind of at a high level. The first is, you know, where, if you just want to talk about cult culture, right? I, I'm trying to create a culture in the, in the pocket testament league. I know you're, you, you pay attention to culture of the culture of convenience. So where's culture found uh you know it's certainly in our systems and our strategies but it kind of shows up in the stories we tell yeah and, and the symbols that we have right yeah. so the first thing that that i have seen which has really been a privilege for me is when a ceo decides to put their name on a gospel of john like and so this is this is not one of if a gospel never got handed out that kind of emotional thing means as a ceo i kind of came through all this stuff in my head about I'm, I can do this. I can actually do this. I'm going to. So what, before the first one ever gets handed out, you see a really interesting transition happen to a person. And so as a guy who came to faith as an adult, right, that was a pretty significant transition. I kind of, I talk about my BC years and my <laughs> AD years. Um, it's just really kind of cool and a privilege to walk with a CEO to do that. There's lots of ways for them to legally do it. The kind of key is, hey, this is something we're making available because we care about you as an employee, but it's never required. Right. So that's kind of the highest level things. We actually have uh, companies, I'll talk about how you can get one of these in a minute, but we actually have companies that hand them out in the interview process. Wow. And like, yeah, and so here's, here's how that comes, right? So think about you're, you're contending for the best talent uh, in a world where that talent expects you to be transparent. 
So uh, imagine uh, hiring this really top shelf, you know, young professional person at a college. They're working with you and eight weeks in, they find out you're a Christian company and they're shocked. You know, yeah. it's like, like, how come you didn't tell me that? Because in the, in the culture, Christian is not necessarily a positive descriptor for, for lots of people, especially, right. you know, uh, and, you're, and you're agnostic, you're not hiring based on creed. Uh, so we actually have people hand that out and they say, we're just going to give this to you. We want to be upfront with you. You know, um, we're trying to lead this company by the principles that Jesus taught us. We, we get it wrong a lot, um, but we just wanted you to know that. So when you come on board, you're not surprised, but we're always trying to, you know, love God, love neighbor, however they say it, they say it their own way to kind of fit who they are. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of begins there. Uh, they'll, it's in break rooms. Uh, so that's just with their employees. They use it with their customers in a variety of ways. Um, whether they provide it in products that they ship, whether they, whether they offer it with services that they do. Um, here's a, another convene cover. This is a called live more. I've got a bunch of convene covers here. This nice. is a, this is a financial planner. And, wow. Uh, I didn't even know about that one. Yeah. So that's, uh, what, when they, um, when they do their kind of financial plan, right? You go in and see that person, they give you the, the leather notebook and what's your number that you're shooting for. And, and if you think about that, I mean, that's gotta be, that person has to know everything, right? You can, people lie to their doctor, they lie to their pastors, oh, lie is a strong word. They withhold the full truth. <laughs> if you want to yeah. really hit that number, you gotta tell the financial planner, like, here's all the debts I've got, here's all the liabilities. You right, really gotta right. come clean with them. And these people do that. They have a really nice phrase where they say, it's been a great privilege. You want more life. We're going to help you try to get there. Um, we just want you to know where, uh, as we manage your funds, we try to do that in a very ethical way. It's based on the fact that we follow Jesus and we place the gospel of John in there. And if you got more questions, you can talk to us about it. If not, we just want you to know what we're striving for as we serve you. So that's an interesting way that people do it. I like it because, and, and I love what you said about the CEO putting their name on a product. So, um, you know, it does tangibilize your belief when you put your name on something, kind of like the buck knives guys who yeah. put the little note in every buck knife uh, or, or whatever the case may be. But it, it makes it say, I actually really believe this. So um, you can put a custom cover on uh, the Gospel of John. You can pick the translation of the Gospel of John that you like. And um, let's talk about the Gospel of John for a minute, because everybody doesn't know that the Pocket Testament League is only the Gospel of John. Why is that? Yeah, so we've got actually uh, four different reasons on our website, PTL. Uh, ptl.org is actually one of the three main navigation bars is why gospel of John, because we get asked this question so much. So, you know, first reason is because the author, uh, St. John said, uh, these things are written so that you might uh, believe them and have life and have life eternal. So John specifically writes his gospel from a point of view of, I want people to understand who the person of Jesus is and right. He uses, so he does that. Um, he's very intentional about using seven, signs rather than kind of just the, the, all, each writer has a different angle if you will so he's really really sharp about doing that um for me uh we talked about at the beginning of this some of the great apologists of the world um so john's gospel you know you don't start with a um long list of of, of who's 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 born by who a genealogy it, it says in the beginning was the word mm. and so so just think about in the beginning 
In the yeah. beginning, in the beginning is a ginormous philo philosophical statement. It says there was a beginning. Um, you know, you talked about my science background. It wasn't until the year 1500 that people thought the universe had a beginning, 15, 16, 1700, when what we take for granted, we call the Big Bang, really began getting fleshed out. They just kind of, if we just assume it's always here, we never have to answer the question of cause. If it, if it began, something or someone began it. And that person we call God. And so it's just, it hits those kind of philosophical notes. And here's the other thing. In a world today that's governed by sound bites, by verse 14, you hear that Jesus is God and that if you believe him, you can become a child of God. Um, by verse 14 of chapter one, you don't have to get through the birth narrative. You don't have to get through genealogies. You don't have to get through the baptism of him in the wilderness. All those things that most Christians love, I love them. But in our soundbite world, by verse 14, it's there. Wow. That's really cool. So um, it kind of makes it, PTL makes it simpler mm -hmm. to share God's word. Um, imagine if you had to put, you know, five Bibles in your briefcase mm -hmm. and hope to give them out and somebody would never read it. But this is just giving the gospel of John and encouraging them to read it and get back in touch with you if they're interested. Now, I, I mean, I have to say, Inside of our cover, we basically said, is there meaning in your work? Does God care about your work? So at first we wanted this to be for leaders, but then I thought, how many taxi cabs am I in every week? So many. I wanted to be able to give it to a, uh, a everyday worker. So I've given this out to so many taxi cab drivers and flight attendants. And I basically say, hey, here's something that talks about the fact that God cares about the work you do. And I've never had anybody say, oh, don't give me that. They always say, God cares about my work. That's fascinating. So um, what if I had a company that was um, just your everyday kind of company, manufacture things, sell things, we can put anything on the front cover? Yep. So this is, uh, this is a, um, a car dealer. So uh, wow. Bob Weaver Chevrolet, that is a, a Camaro. I called it a Corvette once and got corrected immediately. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And what, is this, what does it say on the front? It says, take the road to life. Oh, so cool. And so, so now, again, again, think about this in terms of from a seed sowing kind of viewpoint. Puts this in a glove compartment of every car he sells. Um, and uh, so he gets this call from a lady who says, who's excited. She's read the Gospel of John. She's given her life to Christ. You know, and there's, well, after you do that, there's URLs and stuff to take people to the next step, get them into a church, get them into fellowship. But she's like, it, at, for such a time as this. So he's, you know, he's on his database saying, ma'am, ma'am, I, did, I didn't sell you that car. And she says something like, well, I bought it from Billy Smith. Well, he's, ma'am, ma I didn't sell Billy that car. And she's like, oh no, I'm the third owner. That car was originally owned by, you know, Bob Jones or something. Yeah. Yeah, I did sell that car. That thing is in a glove compartment for three owners, you know, and she pulls it out and reads it. Wow. And accepts, accepts Jesus. So wow. um, it's just a really cool story. The other cool story about this cover specifically is that we operate in China. We operate legally in China. And uh, when we showed uh, the Chinese people an example of a gospel of John in English, um, they loved this so much that millions of this exact cover, except with the Chinese thing, have been printed and shared legally in China with a communist uh, serial number on them. Oh my gosh, that's so, great. That's it's crazy. Great. Yeah, it's crazy. That's, that's great. And, yeah. and um, I love the um, page that's in the front 
not the front flap, but the first page, you are holding a true story in your mm -hmm. hands. Mm -hmm. It answers the questions, where did I come from? Why am I here? Where am I going? So what an incredible tool that we have. So I think there's another story of Aaron Fisher at Blessings of Hope. I think he's up to printing, is it, is it even possible? A million gospels? Yeah, this is really a cool story. So Aaron's a convened member. Uh, so his ministry is uh, sharing food with people who are in need. And he has a, a really specific kind of model. I, Greg, I know you've been there. So he, uh, farmers who have extra produce and extra food uh, provide that to him. He then gets volunteers to help pack it, and then they ship it to places in need. And so less than a year ago, last fall, we got to, to know Aaron. And we're like, hey, would you like to could we just partner with you? It's, it's great when two nonprofits kind of work collaboratively for the kingdom, right? What he does well and what we do well. And so could, could we partner with you and provide a customized gospel in every box of food? And so I think we started with 50,000 gospels uh, and they were working through that. And then of course, COVID hit. And um, it's, you know, that crazy thing going on in this country where farmers actually have extra produce because restaurants are shut down. They've got stuff coming out of the field that they can't sell. And yet you've got people in unemployment who need food. And so they called us up and said, hey, the demand for, our, for what we're doing is kind of going up. Can, can we get 100,000? We're like, yeah, how long do you need them? Four weeks. We're like, uh, okay. <laughs> so did 100,000. Um, as they were running out of those, uh, the next, the truck of the second 100,000 was on the way. So now we're up to 250,000 if you're keeping count. Um, they never ran out of gospels. They actually thought they should have. They, they thought they uh, should have run out of Gospels, but every time they put their hands in a box to pull Gospels out, they just kind of kept putting them in there. Aaron tells the story. We, we uh, made a video of it. It's kind of a fishes and loaves thing. So we went out to see him last week and said, what's the future hold? Because look, we're business people. You're a business person. 100,000 a pop is great, but at 500,000 a pop, we can shave a couple cents off this thing and that's good for everybody. And uh, he's like, well, the USDA just called, right? The United States Department of Agriculture. And they are looking at this now national problem of excess food. And so he's like, yeah, let's do a million. Wow. And, wow. and the only decision was, am I going to do 1 million or 2 million? But all of us as business people, right, are trying to conserve cash and be really wise about this. And we looked at the price difference between a million and two, and it wasn't that, it wasn't really much of a savings. I was like, look at a million, I think we could really shave, uh, two or three cents per copy off, which is, you know, it's going to save us probably raising $50,000, which is $50,000 that goes to his shipping expense and all that kind of stuff. Right, right. So really, really exciting. And um, I, just amazing to think that 1.2 million people in the United States as, you know, when they're, when, they're in, when they're in need are going to get this box of food and there's going to be a gospel of John inside the front cover is going to talk about why blessings of hope does this. And we know that, you know, when you go through a crisis, you're, you're more, you're just asking questions. You're asking those questions like, why am I here? And what's going on? And what's my purpose? And I'm getting a box of food. I never had to ask for food in my life before. Uh, that's where this is going. And uh, it's just so cool to be able to do that. And the other bit of that is a lot, a lot of tentacles of the story is that, you know, Aaron's inconvenient. He sits around a table with his convened brothers and, and whatnot. And some of those folks have companies that provide employees the opportunities to do uh, community service. So they actually show up down there at Blessings of Hope 
they're packing the boxes as they go out. So it's a very, very, uh, just a cool story, really. Yeah, it's quite an operation. And as you say, to, um, I'm sure Aaron in his wildest dreams didn't think that he would reach 250,000 people with God's word while he was giving them food. Mm. Yeah, so it's an it's an amazing story. The the uh, the latest story that came in about that was we got a call from Washington uh, D.C. He's sending food as far as Colorado now. By the way, that's how that's how effective his operation is. Probably because he's applying some of those principles, Greg, that you guys studied. It could be. It could but, be. But maybe let's just let's just let's assume it that's exact. Be. That's exactly why it's happening. <laughs> thank you, Ron Hoover, who leads that group. But. Um, so we got a call from a person in Washington, D.C. who had seen this in a food box given to someone in need. It's like, where did you get this? This gospel is brilliant. I, I, I need these for my business. So, you know, just again, a pretty good referral from a food box that somebody else is now using Gospels of John. Uh, That's down. cool. Yeah. So uh, uh, speak to the business leader who's listening. Uh, they have whatever company they have. It could be manufacturing. It could be finance. It could be banking. It could be a nonprofit and they want to do some gospels how do they do it what does it cost which who should they contact yeah so uh that's thanks for asking that so you you can uh contact me directly at dcolumn at ptl.org we could probably stick that uh somewhere in this podcast or we will uh that's the easiest way to do it but here's what what we do right so um we just want to encourage you to get start using god's word if you want to do a custom gospel uh it's just it's really easy. So some people have are pretty well defined with brand. So we use your art and just, we'll talk to you about uh, what we do is we ask you a series of questions. Uh, are you a product company, a service company, et cetera? Because what we've done, Greg, is we've collected the best practices from, from your companies, right? Like, okay, so you're an accounting firm and you serve 300 people. That's different than Aaron, who's doing 1.2 million food boxes, right? So we'll just say, Hey, for service companies, here's five or six ways they use those. Uh, so just let's think, let's talk, let's build a plan about how you're going to use them before you ever order them. Let's get you thinking through that. Okay. That once we figured that out, I was like, okay, that looks like you need two, three, four, five hundred, a thousand, ten thousand or whatever. Um, great. A uh, couple different translations we have available. We'll wrap that cover and talk to you about and show you some sample personalized messages and have them to you in about two to three weeks. And so what we do is we're donation based. We just say, look, here's the, here's kind of the printing cost. Here's, here's what it is. And we ask people to consider a donation on top of that. Um, that, and that's just how it works and it's economy of scale, right? So the more you print, the less per unit goes down, right. but we don't, we don't ever want that to be a barrier. And we've got uh, 250 covers, just generic covers. We got car covers and sports covers and business covers and, um, so we have lots of companies who are like, Hey, just send me some of the regular gospels. And we're like, sure, we can do that. Yeah. yeah. So our, my view is, I think, I think the biggest thing is the emotional decision. I'm going to do it. And once a CEO does that, like, okay, our goal is you don't want to be bothered with all this other stuff, but just make it easy for you and get it done. Um, we'll, 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 we'll talk to you about an implementation plan. Absolutely. Nice. Nice. So basically if I want to do something, I write you and mm -hmm. it's going to cost me the cost of the gospels plus a gift to pocket testament league. Yep. Absolutely. Sweet. And so we all have, uh, we also have business leaders who are like wanting to see their churches do this, want to see ministries as support, do it. You know, there's lots of different ways that we work with folks. Uh, once you start seeing it work, it's, uh, it's, you know, this, 
this sounds very biblical, right? But it's the parable of the sower. The interesting thing about that parable is whenever I study that parable, I always like, am I good soil or thorny soil? Because kind of, if I'm honest with myself, I'm kind of thorny. Um, but the interesting thing is that the seed always grows. Yeah, yeah. It always grows. And that's the, wow. that's the word, right? So as people begin to see that, they start, you know, because creative business leaders, right? They're, they're idea people. They start thinking about, oh, we could do this. We could do this. We could do this. Um, they're, they're the biggest uh, source of, of getting God's word out into the world. Um, so it happened um, in the U.S. last year. About a quarter of a million people were invited to meet Jesus through the marketplace. Uh, on average, every week, two to three businesses come to the Pocket Testament League for uh, customized Gospels of John. Sweet. So that's like 300 businesses in the last two years. Wow. Which, which is kind of, I mean, Greg, think about this, right? That's very, very cool. 300 businesses are out there kind of as, you know, on the front, front line, just in a non-offensive, completely legal, just kind of down low way. Like, we just want to share this with you. Yeah, sweet. Yeah. Now, um, I think I remember, I hope I remember this right, that there's a few new things going on at Pocket Testament League for people who uh, might think the only way to share God's word is via the internet, not necessarily with a pocket gospel. Is there some news on that? Yeah. So there's some interesting things that we're doing. So uh, so we've, we've been talking about serving uh, business leaders who, who want to be able to use their businesses for the kingdom. So more broadly, we operate in 30, we've operated in 36 different countries in the last six months. We operate in places like China and India, uh, Russia, uh, Indonesia, you know, all the fun spots, um, as well as North America. And so we don't want to be just print only. We're kind of in a, uh, we want to be both digital and print. So we've recently launched just a simple PDF gospel that you can text message, email, whatever to people and send. And we're seeing uh, that's shared about 100 times per person. Uh, gives you a personalized a little, little personalized uh, URL so you can figure out how many times you've actually shared it. Uh, and it's a precursor to what will be a mobile app that we're downloading, we're developing. Uh, and the mobile app will, is going to give us uh, multiple languages, English, Spanish, and Chinese, and also audio. So if there are literacy issues, um, uh, there'll be audio files. And that comes to us, compliments, of, again, a great partnership uh, with Faith Comes by Hearing. Uh, they've made those files available, just a great ministry. So you're seeing lots of collaboration. So if you think about a ministry, for example, uh, that is leading people to, to, to Christ um, and they want to offer them a gospel of John, the first thing that ministry leader is thinking is how much do they cost? I got to raise money, right? And say, we're going to say, it doesn't cost anything, man. Here's just, here, you can download the app and we can actually make it customizable so that you'll be able to figure out how many times your ministry shared gospels of John. And it'll come with all those kind of backend analytics that Apple users love, like how many chapters were actually read, how long did people spend in it? Did people make a, a decision? Uh, so that's pretty pretty exciting for us. And it's being built by, let's see, oh, a convene company. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you, John Frendel. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So I want to close with a story uh, that you and I haven't really talked about, but um, a friend of mine was with Dr. Bright uh, at Campus Crusade for Christ. Uh, for those of you who don't know what that is, that's a ministry, a missions organization that's very successful at evangelism. 
and they're famous for a little product that has been used billions of times mm. called the four, four spiritual, spiritual laws. laws. Yeah. And so some of us uh, who are older still carry the four spiritual laws in our briefcase, and it's a way to share God's word. But somebody said to Bill Bright one day, uh, this is just brilliant. You're kind of a brilliant theologian to have come up with this four spiritual laws. And Bill said, oh, I'm not a theologian. I'm a businessman. I'm a tool maker. Mm-hmm. And the four spiritual laws is just a tool. Mm-hmm. And I think what God has done with Pocket Testament League is he's shown you from that little girl who said to her dad, could you make a gospel so I could put it in my pocket and carry it to church? I think God has said, I'm going to let this tool be used all over the world and now by business leaders, not just a little girl carrying the gospel to church, but by business leaders, hundreds of thousands and millions of times across the world. So hats off to you. It's fun to be in partnership with you, with all of our members at Convene, and may God bless the work of Pocket Testament League. Oh, Greg, thanks so much. That's, I, I love that analogy of it's a tool. We call it simple, repeatable, and anybody can do it, right? Because we just want to make it uh, that, kind of, that effective. So that's great. We love Convene. I love that there's business people thinking about how do they, you know, how do they take what the Lord's put in front of them and, and use it in a myriad of ways. I, I'm uh, uh, blessed by this and just a little shout out to, to Greg. So, you know, when I was brand new, uh, almost four years ago, sitting and having lunch with you, you said, hey, you get in a CEO peer advisory group? I was like, oh, oh, yeah, I guess I should. <laughs> so yes, I, I am. I yes, am. I yep. And I am in one. So, and we're so excited to tell you, Convene is in New York now. So we're going to have to, yeah, get you into one close to home. But um, yeah. David, it's been great to be with you, and thanks for taking time while we're all uh, uh, sitting in our living rooms and bedrooms across the world—a time like no other, but a still a time to take that gospel, put it in your pocket, and pray that God would introduce you to somebody that you can give that gospel away come home leave home with a gospel come home without one amen amen so thank you for your time thanks greg thanks so much god bless bye-bye